Spooky and gay, spooky and gay, spooky and gay with Carver and Jay. I'm Carver. I'm Jay. This is our take two. Take two. Because I made a big, <laughs> I made a big dumb with the words that I said. Um. So we watched a movie together, not for the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Take that, listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll never hear us talk about mayhem, in, except for right now when we talk about mayhem and how much we liked it. It was really good. It was tremendous. A, a, a true feel good movie. Yeah, I said it to you when we were watching it, but it went on my best of um, 2010 2020 list. I can absolutely see it. It is just a delightfully fun ride from beginning mm-hmm. to end. The writing is clever. The acting is spectacular. I dropped my notes on the ground. <laughs> I'm really killing it today. This is this is this is Jay's day for, yeah. for being a professional, <laughs> well put together podcaster. Oh we'll lose our two listeners. It's, it's alright. We'll we'll regain that on I don't know if we've regained Sam from uh, from the time <laughs> that we didn't like uh, it follows. Um but yeah <clears throat> Uh, Mayhem was a lot of fun. Uh, we watched the first episode of uh, Los Spookies, which was also fun. I definitely want to watch more of that. Yes. Uh, I also watched a few other films uh, in in that time. I think they could be uh, qualified as horror films. All right. Uh, the next day, I watched Mandy for my second time, nice. and I know you love Mandy. I love Mandy. I get a little bit less out of it than you do. It's I like, get it. Visually, it's so good, mm-hmm. but like just pieces of the. Like, the plot and the writing and, like, it's just, like, it doesn't hook me in quite the same way that it that hooks others. I can't really think of a single line for Mandy. It's certain parts of that movie that just work so well for me. Yeah. Like, uh, there's the the visuals are really what that movie's about. There's visuals. There's certain feelings. Like Mandy is in such a small part of the movie, but I mm-hmm. feel like she's characterized so well. Yes. Uh, I think the rest of the movie is done a disservice without having Mandy For in it. For her absence, yeah. I think now we're talking about Mandy because <laughs> I, I have some things to say. Um, I think the reason you care about Nick Cage's journey is because you miss having her on screen. Yeah. You're also on this revenge story because yeah. you don't know much about him. Like, it's really just about, like, being upset about the thing that happened and they give you every reason to be upset about that. Um, yeah, it, it at no point decides to make the villains sympathize no, at all. No, I love the part, and the part that I think, uh, there's like two bits in this movie that whenever I think about it, it's the first thing I think about, and it's when Mandy has not only been given LSD, but has been given that weird wasp sting. Wasp sting. Yeah, the cherry on top. And the guy is like, I know you're going to think I'm like so great. And mm-hmm. he, like, de-robes and his dick's out, and she just starts hysterically laughing in his face. And, like, while his music is playing his album. That's, it, like, pretty good. And like, just, like, I feel like that tells you so much about her character. Oh, for sure. And I like it so yeah, much. Yeah, the Mandy parts, I, I think I'm with you. Those, yeah. are the, those are the best parts of the movie, and those are the parts of the movie I kind of care the most about. Yeah. Although the... Uh, the cult leader gets too much, too many monologues can, for what's in them. Yes. Like, you don't need to work harder to make me hate this guy. Yeah. I already did. Yep. We didn't like him very much. Yeah. He he doesn't need more characterization. He sucks to start with. Also. Also. Other part. Uh, the other scene is uh, right after Nick Cage has woken up and he has taken off all of his clothes and he is just in his tidy whiteies. Getting the alcohol out from under the He's sink got and screaming. Sick fucking tiger shirt on. Yes. When we watched it this time, we were live tweeting with a couple of other uh-huh. friends, and at the same time, Sam tweeted, "Oh no, Nick Cage!" I said, "Oh no, the tiger shirt!" After we just <laughs> stepped through it. Oh my gosh the the imagery in this the the whole the one scene where it's just uh, at one point it's the whole screen is just covered in waves from like. Um, sky direction, mm-hmm. bird's eye view, and at another part in the movie, the entire screen is overtaken by flames. Yeah, it's, uh, and I think they're mirrored too. Like mm-hmm. the 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 film direction is beautiful. The soundtrack is unbelievable. It's like it's kind of a Suspiria. Yeah, I I mean yes, um, I love the soundtrack for that one. I still haven't went back to see that director's other movie. I believe it's called Over the Black Rainbow, mm-hmm. and I really want to. 
should do that at some point. Yeah. That could be a good one, especially yeah. on the podcast. Heck yeah. But uh, yeah, I watched uh, Mandy and I watched Hotel Transylvania, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize was a Adam uh, Adam Sandler vehicle. Uh, he is Dracula and his daughter is the daughter in the movie. And there's like Kevin James, his whole squad's there. Yeah. And that's really what was horrifying for me about <laughs> it. Also, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about it. I like it. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, it was funny. We were, uh, I was, I was recommending it to Sam and I was just like, I'm going to find this movie and put this on because I know you're going to enjoy yeah. it because you're, she likes Boss Baby. Yeah. Um. She is the Boss Baby. And she really liked it. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised how drawn in I was for my like second or third watch mm-hmm. of this movie. I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and watch this entire movie. This is really entertaining. She thought that she was going to get distracted. Yeah, it's cute. And start playing games. It's cute and it's fun and it has like. You know, it's got a, a little a little something for everyone. It's, Mavis is a good character. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the, the 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 werewolf babies are hilarious yeah. and fun. And just, like, it's a great cast. Mm-hmm. It's a, definitely one of those, like, kids movie where they were like, yeah, this is for kids. Also, we want parents not to fucking claw their eyes out it's while they Adam, watch it. Well, it's an Adam Sandler movie, so there's going to be some nastiness and some... Yeah. And some adult humor that's like buried in the back not not really the background in the, <laughs> in the foreground yeah just over children's head just barely over children's heads and then like halfway through the movie sam's like there's no way that werewolf is steve buscemi i was like that the wolfman is absolutely steve buscemi <laughs> he's so steve buscemi <laughs> it's 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 ludicrous yeah uh, do so, you categorize it as a horror movie now? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, especially the, the, the realization dawning that this is just Adam Sandler and his friends. Yeah. I think that's the real horror element. <laughs> it's like children's horror. I know you give me shit for saying, like, I count Casper. It's those early or early horror movies that, like, plant the seeds I of things that. you'll like. I get that. I think... Uh, I think Coraline is a really good example there that is a bit transcendent because yeah. Coraline is disturbing for all ages. Oh yeah, like Coraline the book fucked me up as a kid. Oh yeah, did not did not loved enjoy that. it. I loved it. I'm, it I'm bothered a me. Huge Neil Gaiman stand. <laughs> yeah, so that's like not a surprise. I'm mm-hmm. sure to anyone. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, speaking of. It's not true. There are so many trailers for these movies. Um, since we watched Cube 2 Hypercube today, uh, a conversation sort of naturally spiked up between Jane and uh, Carver was talking to me about how we've always kind of really fondly looked back as 80s B-movies as being like really like the quintessential good-bad movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were saying now we kind of look at, uh, I think 90s movies are starting to kind of pop up that way. Absolutely. Like a movie that I have enjoyed for a long time. It's bad. It's misogynistic. Uh, but boy, is it fun. Uh, Idle Hands. Oh my God, uh, right? No one ever used to talk about Idle Hands. It's not a movie that I've heard like come up in lists or anything like that. And then it's been on, like, five lists this week. I saw a AV Club article about it. And that's so funny. I would absolutely go back and watch that. Yeah. It's super fun. Um, I think another one that's been talked about a lot more recently is... Um, I mean, people have always loved the Final Destination movies. Oh, my God, yes. Um, but I think it's kind of gotten, like, a resurgence a bit. Mm-hmm. Urban Legends. Urban Legends I've he- heard more about. Um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, although that one was a pretty big one, Pretty big at the time, as, yeah. as, as well as Scream. Yeah, like, those I, think, were... I think I remember you not enjoying the first Scream film at very least. I just don't care about the Scream franchise that much. Um, it just feels kind of overhyped to me. Like... I don't know. I, I do enjoy the meta sort of idea of uh, like, oh, we're in a, like, what would someone in a horror film do? I mean, I can absolutely like appreciate what it did for the genre because it did a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, people who are talking about um, it being the thing that introduced the major meta movement, mm-hmm. uh, the f- movie that Wes Craven did before this, which I would say is even more meta. <laughs> Is Wes Craven's new nightmare. Which is just a delight. Yeah, it's the actress who played Nancy. Nancy yeah. and her family, including her real life husband, who is really a special effects artist, <laughs> being taunted by a demon creature who's taken the form of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. 
And it's, yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy and it's absurd that this, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's it was really fun from what I remember my last few watches of it. Side tangent about that, um, Heather Camp and her husband's special effects studio, I don't know if you know this, but had done all of the special effects work for American Horror Story until the most recent season. What? Yes. Uh, she was, I listened to an interview with her where she was like, my husband and I were shoving a pole with, uh, through two teenagers, and we were like, is this what we're going to do for the rest of our lives? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they, they decided to leave the show. <laughs> oh, man, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be like, yes. That would answer that <laughs> yes in a moment. I think they just, you know, that show can be kind of formulaic sometimes. I get that. I think they're like, I want to do something fun. Yeah, do horror for something else. I mean, I, I hope they're still doing horror for sure. Oh, yeah. They also did the special effects for um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, um, I mean, if it's been a good special effects movie in like the last few 20 years. That's so cool. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Uh, she runs the business side of things mm-hmm. and he runs the... The, the, the wet side of yeah. things. Yeah. She has said that she would love to get back into acting though. Mm-hmm. I love Heather Lane and Kate. Yeah. I hope she does. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but getting into these lower, uh, lower budget 90s movies has become... I just, you know, we're always discovering those things sort of after. I'm sure people loved those B-80s movies at the time, but mm-hmm. I don't think they really got super popular until... Probably the early 2000s. Right. And I think we're, since we're starting to discover those 90s movies, I just was expressing the importance of, like, checking out movies that you might not see a trailer for. Um, something that I did today, this is how I found that movie I loved, uh, Uncle Peckerhead, which is definitely on my list to talk about, mm. but... Um, was I go through PlayStation Now and I search the horror category for like the last six months mm-hmm. and I just watch every trailer. And if it even remotely piques my interest, I'll probably pay the $3.99 to rent it. And I saw We Summon the Darkness that way, which is on Netflix now. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it's a Johnny Knoxville vehicle. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> and. I just think it's important to check out smaller movies because you never know what you're missing, right? If you're yeah. if you're not avidly looking for those, uh, we had a couple we'd written down um, to maybe talk about a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I know you, PlayStation Now is quite the fun method. I just remember <laughs> being back in college, and every time Netflix updated its catalog, I'd watch every single horror movie on it. Yeah, all of them. So I have this absurd mishmash of horror movies in my head that's where like I think most of my library comes from and I remember so little about so many of them until I see like three second screenshot and I'm like oh I remember every single detail about this movie now yeah I mean I I was doing that for a while with Hulu Mm -hmm. I just feel like the major streaming services I sound like such a hipster right now uh, like, their quality of film has gone down if it's not one of their originals well that's what they're mostly doing is just using it to promote their original film, mm-hmm. which isn't always very good. Mm-hmm. Like the, the what is it? The the ritual is that the one where the mm-hmm. the boys go off into the woods and they all yeah. suck and they show the creature and it's like, why did you do this? Yeah, this movie would have been it, it wouldn't have been good if you didn't mm-hmm. show the creature, but it's definitely bad because you mm-hmm. did. Like, uh, like horror is hard to do. God, there was that one with. Uh, God, I, who's the boy from uh, from Parks and Rec? Adam Scott, who's like Ben Wyatt. Oh, I thought Little Evil was okay. I found it so boring. I could not get through it. I mean, it was definitely a split attention watch. Like, I think I was playing a game on my phone while it was on. Uh, maybe I need maybe I need to do that because mm-hmm. I was trying to watch it with a friend, and we were both just like, "Let's watch something else." Yeah. There's some sort of babysitter one that was like. Oh, people love the babysitter, and I do not care. Oh man, I was so bored into that one too. People keep asking me, the sequel came out a couple months ago, and I keep being asked, like, have you seen Killer Queen yet? And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, that's, that, that's not for me. But here, here are some uh, recent horror movies, mostly in the, the last two years, I think. Yeah. That I, we think kind of maybe have flown under your radar a little bit that are all mm-hmm. definitely worth a check out. Absolutely. Um, so I've talked quite a bit about Uncle Peckerhead on here so far, but it's excellent. Don't let the name scare you off. It gives you... An, the feeling of what it's about, but not what it's about. Just, just watch it, okay? Hmm. Just, just watch it. I know we have both seen Blood Quantum. Yeah, that was uh, that was something that happened. I think maybe the week before we started <laughs> recording. Yeah. As uh, 
I've been very excited to watch this for a while because I've been very bored with zombie movies for a long time. And Carver said this one turns it on its head. It is done entirely by indigenous, uh, the first peoples in Canada. And we watched it and man, does it kick ass. It's really fucking good. It's a great example. I'll say also, most of these movies I've watched, I've watched on Shudder. Um, if you don't have a Shutter subscription, it's five. It's $5 a month. That's it's nothing. It's $60 a year. Damn. We pay more for Funimation, and that's the worst application on my PlayStation yeah. by miles. That is the thing, is it does not have a PlayStation. Of course. Uh, but you can download it on your phone and then stream it to yeah. your TV, which is what we've done before. Um what else do we have on here? Uh, well, Extremity, since we are mm-hmm. the spooky and gay podcast. Um, Extremity is a movie about an extreme haunted house that a girl with terrible uh, like trauma in her life uh, decides to go through this because she thinks she'll come out stronger and be able to like handle her life better. Uh, but as it turns out, they do like extensive research into your past. And it ends up being them actually using her trauma against her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give away a small piece. I don't think it ruins the story. Um, you learn pretty quickly that she was abused by her father, uh, who she is estranged from. Mm-hmm. And they hire her father to literally torture her at some point. Good God. Uh, so it's it gets really nasty. It gets like... Oh my gosh, and she is a lesbian. And it's mentioned like she has a girlfriend. At some point, there is like a girl who's being like mutilated, and Mm -hmm. they're like, We'll kill you both if you don't masturbate right now. And it's like, It's it's really, it's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It surprised me. Um, (laughs) We, let me see what else is on here. I showed Jay the trailer for Mermaid Down. Which looks like fun. I need. I. I just need more mermaid movies in my life. Exactly. Like mermaid horror is definitely a genre. Yeah. And I've seen a lot more of them coming out recently. Like there were good two mermaid horror movies released this year. Different levels of quality. Um, but this one's really fun. It reminds me. It is like another like poppy B movie that would be akin to something that came out like Jawbreaker. It kind mm. of gives me Jawbreaker and the Ooh. asylum feeling of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, J- Jawbreaker is... Uh, is that the... Jawbreaker is the one where the three friends try and uh, surprise... Okay, I'm thinking of a different movie. Yes. I'm thinking of... The one with, uh, with Elliot Page... Where oh, they are posing that, as an underage. Uh, uh, that might also be called that movie. Also Jailbreaker. Fuck that movie was really rough to watch. I want to watch it and have not seen it yet. Uh, it's like I I think it's probably a much more challenging watch for cis men. Yeah. Um, but I I, I think it well it's harder for cis men just like everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and like as a cis man, it was a really hard watch. I know there's like male genital mutilation in it. Yeah, that was pretty bu- bad. Um, but like <laughs> I, like I I can't ever claim that this would be harder for people who are wouldn't be as hard for people who are victims of abuse. I'm sure it's probably worse for them. <laughs> uh, but uh, ugh, it was. Challenging. I, I yeah. think it's been probably ten years since I've seen it. Right. I think it's probably worth a rewatch, but it's a it's a rough movie. I think yeah. it's a rough movie. It's 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 very good, very mm-hmm. high quality. I guess what we're trying to say is occasionally you might watch a stinker, mm-hmm. right? But if this is like a genre that you love, it's absolutely okay for you I to love just stinkers. Right? Yeah. Like, at very least, you have something to talk about. Like, if I see a movie and it's middle of the road, I'm going to be like, oh, and I'll forget it. But if I see a fucking terrible film, you know I'm texting the group chat. Oh, yeah. I'm texting you. I'm telling you. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, no, we we share this stuff. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Don't Let Go is one of the movies I wanted to bring up from last year that came out. It was absolutely exceptional. Uh, I've been using my AMC pass for a while to watch like a lot of black film, and I, I did see a number of previews for this. Uh, it is about a man whose uh, daughter dies in some sort of uh, violent incident, and the next day he gets a call from her, and the date that she's calling from is three days ago. And he has to sort of figure out 
what happened, why, and how do I prevent this from happening mm. again? And he only has three days, and he has to convince his daughter this is happening, and it's just an absolutely wild ride. Yeah. Uh, it kicks a lot of ass. It's a really beautiful movie. It's super well done, and it it's 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 great. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. I saw it's on HBO Max, so if you have HBO Max, you should be able to stream that one. Um, yeah. So yeah. fucking take a chance. Take a chance on something you haven't seen a million trailers of. Do a little research and pick up a movie that you haven't heard about. Especially foreign films. Uh, this is me evangelizing. <laughs> um, but yeah, take a chance. Because um, you could be like the worst thing that happens is it sucked. Well, even, like, so, to kind of swing this back to Cube 2, mm-hmm. you might watch a movie like Cube 2, and we both really <laughs> enjoy these movies, mm-hmm. but maybe you don't. Cube 2 has, inf- Cube and Cube 2 has influenced so many modern movies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's yes. really influential, and it's done a lot that led to other films, and so at very least, you might see something and be like, oh shit, I saw, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you a better understanding of like the way film is made and the way that art is made this way. And the way that things take cues from each other. Yeah. We were, uh, there's a character with a red dress in this film that is incredibly reminiscent of Alice from Resident Evil. And we were like, oh, this ripped off that. No, they came out the same year. Came out the same year. So I can't imagine that 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 wardrobe decision could have been made for either movie based off the other one. Right. Like it's, it's. If anything, I think they both might have been a cue from the Matrix that seemed like you like the girl in the red dress. Mm -hmm. I programmed her. Like, and it's just little things. It's like, it's just very interesting to sort of see how film evolves. Like, this is very reminiscent of, like, Escape Room wouldn't exist if it weren't for Cube and Cube 2. And there was about to be a second Escape Room. Like, it's just very interesting to see where things came from. I think the part of the, maybe even the concept of Escape Rooms or most, a lot of Escape the Room type Mm -hmm. puzzles from, like, Flash era of Mm -hmm. online games can take cues from these sorts of things. They're pretty brilliant in some ways. And less so in others. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we ha- haven't really talked about Cube 1 in here. Brief overview. I think I recommended it one time. I think so. It's yeah. one, one of us did. Cube yeah. 1 kicks ass. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think it's a little bit better than this one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that the, uh, I think the writing and the acting is better in Cube 1. Yeah. You know what Cube 2 has over Cube 1? CGI. <laughs> also, significantly fewer R slurs. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. well, there's only one in this one. There's one in this one. Uh, the first one uh, has a character who is, uh, I, 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 he may have... A, a, like, mental processing issue of some Yeah, sort. I mean, he may, he may have MR, but he is a savant. Yeah. He is supposed to be a savant character. Yes. I will say, in general, I think that the first movie, the characters have more reason to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes them a little bit more time to build a relationship and decide to travel through. Yeah. In this one, they just sort of brush over that. They're like, oh, another person. We're traveling together now. Yes. I, I won't leave anyone behind. And it's like, it's fucking a, it's why? Like a, yeah. Like, it was like a... Like, the DM4 will be like, no character drama in this. <laughs> not, not until session four. So it's... Uh, they, they, they do pretty quickly glue together. Yeah. Um, which we can kind of get into. Yeah, it's probably about time to start the... actually talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so Cube 2, Hypercube, a 2002 film. We watched it on Tubi for free. Uh, and we start the film with... It just kind of starts immediately. Like, we don't get credits or anything. We just see folks in, uh, in bags getting gurneyed down. And that's like a fetish, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's like for sure, for sure. Uh, and we see... We we we, uh, we kind of get a little bit of a, a sequence, and then we finally see uh, a, a, a weird sort of door open, and we see our first character inside of the titular cube, mm-hmm. uh, and it's this girl, and she gets flipped 
over and then she's gone. We won't see her for a very long time. Uh, we now get to an older white guy who has a briefcase and he wakes up and he's very upset that he's inside this cube. Uh, and he makes it pretty apparent uh, for those of us who have seen the first movie that he saw the first movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's trying to make sense of the numbers. Oh, he's trying to find the numbers, and yep. there aren't any. He's like, where's my goddamn numbers? I at least deserve a chance. <laughs> uh, he's all pissed off about it. Uh, and he goes through his briefcase, and there's nothing in there. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's, having, he's having a rough go of it. Uh, and then it transitions to our third character, who is our main character, yes. Kate. Uh, who feels like it would make more sense if she said she was a military character. Because she doesn't give off therapist energy like she says she is. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that later. Maybe she's bad at acting yeah. as an actor. <laughs> like, she can't be acting while acting. That's just yeah, but Too many layers of acting. Uh, she is not what she says that she is. We can get into that at the point where it reveals right. it in the movie, but she's, she's not. Um, she goes into a room and she sees a man lying in the ground and she's worried about him. She checks on him and he fucking pulls a knife on her. Yeah. <laughs> He's been awake the whole time. He's a crazy knife incel. Oh, uh, yeah. What do I... Uh, that is the leather jacket of an incel is like my second note upon seeing this man. I just wrote, his, I just wrote him down as knifey incel before we learned his name is Simon. Uh, yes, Simon. Mm. And... I don't know if at this point Simon has encountered anyone else. I think he... Yeah, I don't think so at this point. Yeah. Uh, Simon is our clear character who's going to go off the rails later. He's just a real kind of piece of shit. He's very excited to use a knife. Uh, and after they, after she's like, hey, stop doing that knife towards me, he's like, all right, fine. Uh, and then he hears like a door opening he grabs her again, holds the knife up to her, and we get some really bad lines. Yeah, he's like, don't worry. Pretend to be scared. She's like, well, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and we see a dude, like, peek through the ceiling. And they're like, hey, wait. And he goes back. Simon's <laughs> like, oh, if you if you move, I'll kill her. And he just leaves. Uh, well, this guy's like whack-a-mole at this point. And, and he, he pops up in, like, three or four different doorways with, like, a second in between them. I mean, I guess we can also just describe the setting if you are someone who has never seen a Cube movie. This is, yeah, that's that's an important detail. Yeah, it basically takes place in one cube-shaped room with a door in the middle of each wall. Mm-hmm. There are little ladders leading to each of them so you could get to the ones on the on the uh, walls and I guess you could get to the one on the ceiling. They, they do that more in the first movie. They don't yeah. really tr- go on a ceiling to get to a door in this They, they go through the floor through ceilings in this one. So mm-hmm. that's that's more of their kind of jam this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually our, uh, our, 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 they follow him into another room like mm-hmm. after like opening a couple doors and the rooms are empty and it's like, oh dang. Yeah. Uh, and they open a door into, uh, man, I just have the, like, the list of character names. I think they all collect pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. but they see, uh, the, one of the, the second guy we saw who was angry about the, uh, the numbers not being there, mm-hmm. hanging himself with a number of people trying to help him get down. Yeah. And this was, I thought, the sequence was done very well. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly stressful. Everyone was talking at the same time. There's too many people over there trying to, trying to get it done. Everyone is like freaking out, uh, but they do, they do manage to get him down off the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we 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 meet and learn a lot of different characters' names at this point. Yeah, this is where we learn that our main girl is Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that our incel is Simon. Uh, we learn the old man's name is uh, Colonel Thomas. He's the last name. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's been kind of zoomed around. His name is Max. And do we meet our blind girl at this I point? Think I think Sasha. I think Sasha is well. also here. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. it's like yeah, we, we have Sasha because she starts soothsaying about like oh mm-hmm. like, I don't like how it sounds in here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to get information off this guy. Uh, Simon's like, oh, he's got to know something because that's his like mm-hmm. signature move. Is oh, this person knows things? It's their fault. <laughs> it's like fuck, Simon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
You're queuing on shit somewhere else. Oh my gosh. Simon is an incel. Simon is an anti-masker. He's terrible. <laughs> he's, he's the worst. I mean, he like, does not trust science. He's, he's, he's very bad. Um, we meet Jerry, who's the best. Uh, he's a nerd. We, 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 we both at the same time wrote down nerd. And then, <laughs> we were anticipating his name, so we're like, nerd. And then when we know his name, we'll write it down. And <laughs> Yep, that was Jerry. Um... So yeah, it's uh, we're trying to get information out of the general, and he's like almost non-respondent at this point. Yeah, but um, he's also not going to give anyone any information. <laughs> yeah, and Sasha starts freaking out, and she's like, oh, I hear something, something bad is coming. It sounds unnatural. Uh, and Max is trying to go out a door, and like the wall shakes, mm-hmm. and he falls off. And then the wall starts wobbing, and then there's like a... An, like a CGI echo of the wall. You yeah. can still see the other thing, but you can see the wall moving towards us. And they're like, "All right, we gotta flee out this next room." And they try to get, uh, they try to get the old man through, but he handcuffs himself to the ladder because he wants to die. Yeah. Because he knows what's up. He knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up. Uh, uh, and he's a big dick about it because as soon as he gets like. The the, like the, the the bad wall starts going over him and he starts like prenaturally aging. He like starts grabbing at Kate and it's like, come on. No, dude. Come on, Tom. You swallowed that key, motherfucker. Yeah, he like <laughs> swallowed the most, the most toy store looking handcuff key I'd ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I had enough of those sets as a kid. I know what that key looks like. Oh, yeah. And so they get into the next room. And is this where Miss Paley comes in? She may have already come in. No, I think she comes in at this point. Okay, cool. They, they run away from it for a little while because mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. And it, like, follows them for a few rooms. Um, which Jerry marks each room that he goes through. Yes. Each new room. Because uh, when we first meet Jerry, he's, like, marking the room as number four. And he's like, he's only been to four rooms. He's like, no, I've been in here for hours. Mm-hmm. Just, I keep just getting looped into the same three rooms as my first time hitting room yeah. four. And something that you'll know from, like, the first movie is that, at least in the way that the first movie works, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a Rubik's Cube. It's mechanical. Yeah. The, the, the first movie is very mechanical. This one is not. It's, this one is uh, This one is perhaps digital. It's supposed to be time-focused. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's theoretical. And, and it's not exactly. And there's something that'll be like... Interesting about that. When yeah. I first saw this, when I was when I was like probably fifteen or sixteen, I yeah. thought this was the coolest thing. Oh yeah, let's say these movies are still good. But if you're like fourteen or fifteen, these movies it's are blow extra your good. fucking mind. Uh, um, uh, it's definitely. I was like sixteen when I saw the Cube series. <laughs> they're, they're they're good. Yeah. Um. Oh, so uh, before one, one final thing about the uh, the room that ate the old man and made them all old, um, when Kate is looking back through the room, mm-hmm. she sees herself in the other door, which is some of our first mm-hmm. indication of time nonsense or uh, doubling nonsense. Yeah, we're gonna see more of that for sure. Yes, um, I think once they get into the other room is when they're all yelling. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all like, "What's happening?" What? Yeah, everyone, everyone's getting mad at each other. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, Jerry may have introduced that he designed the door panels to this place. Yes. Uh, and a door opens, and there is a grandma behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Paley. What a lovely grandma she is, too. Yeah, she's not a great representation of um, any sort of memory loss. No. Because uh, she's pretty constantly confused she doesn't really know what's going on she thinks these people are different people she thinks other things are going on mm-hmm. um and she is uh, you know she's she's very sweet yeah but she's like uh, yeah it's like you know give in to the fiction yeah just 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 live with it i i can i can deal with you're it. gonna want to go limp in this movie yep. you're not gonna want to question its logic too yeah. much Oh God, no! Don't don't use your brain, or it'll collapse in on itself. (laughs) Um, So we start learning that people are connected to this Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Everyone sort of tells their stories. We get uh, we get uh, some very close camera shots on people. Those Um, shots are something else. Yeah, but everyone is involved in some way. We just Mm -hmm. learn a little bit more about it as we go on. 
but Jerry designed the doors and uh, Max did, like was making a video game where like the there was variable time speeds in different rooms and Mrs. Paley was a theoretical mathematician about a tesseract and she seems way involved with it mm-hmm. um, and Simon's a big asshole and, yeah. and he was hired to he's a PI hired to find someone who goes into the cube yeah like everyone is involved in some way mm-hmm. but we just sort of get it slowly but everyone's mad at Jerry because he most recently said that he designed the door panels and he's apparently kind of smart so people are just really fucking mean to him yeah and he's the nicest guy and he doesn't deserve that he's very nice and he's like a team player yeah. He, he's, like, ready to help everybody get out together. Yeah, he's, like, respecting that Sasha doesn't want to be near him yep. because she's scared. He's very helpful with Mrs. Paley, helping her get up and down mm-hmm. the rooms and, like, sort of, like, working with her within her uh, delusions. Jerry's, uh, Jerry's best boy. Yeah, and so I think at this point they want to, I think Max opens a door and falls through the floor. That could be it. And we run into our final girl. We here. run into our final girl there. Uh, or he sees her and he's like, he thinks it's a game show. And so he uh, he's like, oh, and the ratings just went up because he sees a pretty girl. Max is terrible. I, the writing in this movie is very bad and the acting in this movie is very bad. But the camera work in this movie is fucking excellent. Really cool. They do some excellent shots that really fuck with your perspective, make the room looks cramped. They really they, they film some scenes entirely at a ninety degree angle. Yeah. And it works. It it's 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 functional. It it keeps you disoriented. The camera work is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the emotional storytelling. I mean of it's this. doing all of it. <laughs> Let's be real here. Jerry's the only person who has any acting ability and he's doing his best he's, oh, he, he carries it until he gets killed like Simon Simon has an accent through most of the movie right like does he have I don't know he slips into Robin Williams a couple times which gets really weird because that's when he gets the most murdery is the most yeah. Robin Williams slips out it's very odd it's very odd uh, but apparently he's in Psycho 2 <laughs> <laughs> American Psycho 2 oh yes not the titular cycle. Oh, yes, too. of course. Um, um, but, yeah, we uh, think, think, yeah, we, we, we meet our final girl who is Julia, and she's the girl in the red dress. She is very mm-hmm. Alice vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She represents the company that made this thing and that was stewing Max for the rights to his game that he made, whatever. Yes. Um, Mrs. Paley opens the door uh, randomly because everyone else just no one's paying attention. And on the other side of the door is Mrs. Paley. Yeah. Uh, she is mirrored, and she is sort of, like, waving, waving her, her hand. hand. And then the other one grabs her hand and says, help me. And uh, she gets stabbed in the back, and Simon pops up, uh, and, and he goes, don't trust Mrs. Paley before a, I don't know exactly what to call it. It's like columns of, uh, like, nothing. It's like a reflective... It's like a like a goosh. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a clear goosh mm-hmm. blast Simon's head off. Yeah, it's some CGI nonsense. Before CGI <laughs> takes Simon's head off, and everyone is very freaked out about this. Yes, and Max is like, "It must be some sort of optical illusion." Jerry's like, "Uh, this could be doubles of reality and mm-hmm. parallel nonsense." And yikes! And and there's been little things that would point out to that, whereas, like... Uh, we've seen more than one Kate. Yes, and numbers pop up where there weren't numbers before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they, they found a... Oh, they found a dead physicist on the ground who had written all junk all over yes. himself, and Mrs. Paley recognized him as someone else mm-hmm. who was involved in the field. Mm-hmm. Someone who um, Jerry's had read their book, and so that's and why Max he knows... And knew who he was, and, yeah, like, all like sorts a, of things. pretty and, famous... All of these people are pretty well intertwined. Yeah, everyone is involved in this in some way, and and Max is concerned that it is the work of this like hacker extraordinaire, Alex mm. Thrush or something like yeah. that. Um, and that's like Jerry and, and Alex Thrush is going to come up for a while throughout it. There, Max is going to keep being like it's this person, and we're going to learn a little bit more about them and their sort of using kind of hacktivism to a certain mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but pretty violent hacktivism. Yeah. Like, to, to protest military spending, they fucked the radio tower and made two military jets collide. <laughs> so that's not, like, you know, the, the chillest. 
But um, a square, a CGI square appears in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts like spinning, dividing and spinning. And we've learned what a Tesseract is, which mm-hmm. is like a four-dimensional cube. We don't know what the fourth dimension is. They kind of talk about, well, I thought it was time. Shut mm-hmm. up, Max. <laughs> um, but if there was a fourth spatial dimension, then that's kind of what it would be. Yeah. And uh, Mrs. Peely is, like, so interested about by it because it's like, this is her life's work, and it's very pretty. So she goes up to touch it, and it goes fucking bonkers. And it's just, like, all of the edges sort of come out and start spinning at once, and it's, like, banging around like a fucking ping ball. Yeah, it's this, like, sharp death ball and jerry's trying to leave and i guess he presses the bottom panel and it doesn't open which is the only time that happens in the entire movie yeah it's just so this room can kill jerry who didn't deserve (laughs) this um yeah they uh they're they're all trying to get out of the room they're trying to evacuate people jerry gets hit by it it slices him up a little bit and he falls down Nobody goes to help, help Jerry. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to help Sasha for a while either. It's yeah. like when Kate is leaving the room, she notices that Sasha's the only mm-hmm. person left. Meanwhile, this thing gets really big. It picks up Jerry and it just slices him into atoms. Yeah. There's not even blood left over. He just gets cut off. Yeah. Uh, so Simon's like, oh, leave Sasha. She's dead anyways. And she hits him. Fuck yeah. Simon. Uh, and she goes to help Sasha out and... It eventually sort of calms down, Mm -hmm. but it's still like a stressful, tense thing, and I still feel bad that Jerry was killed by this thing, which does look like a Windows 98 screensaver. Oh, yes. Um, And finally, we split the party. Finally. So now we have no counterbalance to how much Mm. of a shithole Simon is. Yeah. So we're going to be going back and forth between Sasha and Kate. Kate and Max... Julia and Simon. Julia, girl in red dress. Yeah. 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 And so um, back in the room with Simon and the gang, uh, he has tied up our lovely granny. (laughs) Mrs. Peely. And is trying to interrogate her because he still hasn't accepted the situation. He thinks that she's putting on the act with the dementia. And it's like... uh, He just has no reason to think that. He's... He's a big turd. He's a he's a nine eleven truther. He's a. There's just uh, no motivation for a lot of the characters' decisions in this. Um, so he's 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 losing it. He was designed to be a person who was losing it. Yeah, and he does it. He does, and so it's basically the room where we saw them in earlier. The, where... the room where we saw the doubles, yes. where the we start getting these columns of uh, clear goosh coming out mm-hmm. of the walls, and Simon sees this and flips mm-hmm. out. He saw himself decapitated by this yeah. thing. So uh, the other two leave, and they're like, don't leave Mrs. Peely, and he's like, why? And then mm-hmm. he goes back for her anyways, which doesn't seem super in his character, because he's left people to die. He's yeah. been very pro leave people to die. Yeah, he's very much Leave the old man to die. Leave Sasha to die. Yeah. No, Mrs. Bealey, this is my responsibility. Yep. Um she just like grabs him and he stabs her a bunch of times cuz he's a big fart. Yeah, and he does get out, but he is trying to follow um Max and Julie. Mm-hmm. And so he sees them kind of leave trails and this is the first we get that like Time is moving differently. In between the different cubes. Yes. Which this is kind of a cool mm-hmm. cool effect because we see it from a number of points of view. Mm-hmm. And we see these next couple like time dilation cubes. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just... Them getting away. Uh, this is where we actually learn that Julia represents the company who mm-hmm. is screwing him out of his thing. And for whatever reason they decide to have sex. Which really... If this was a dream I wouldn't kiss you. And then they bang. And then they like... Gravity turns off, they float up in the middle of the room, spin around, and it is assumed that they just got... they ex- mummies. They get accelerated into some sort of mummy state. It's it's crazy. They'll get discovered later. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we can switch back to Sasha... And Kate. Sasha and Kate. But really, I think mostly they're moving from place to place, getting more apathetic while Kate is like, no, we can do it. And uh, Yeah, and she keeps... Finding the uh, the uh, colonel uh, Colonel Tom, who she, whenever she finds him, it's as if nobody interfered with him hanging himself, and he's just mummified, mm-hmm. hung on the wall. 
uh, she keeps finding lots of bodies because uh, they do end up taking a pause in a room that has all of them mummified. Mm-hmm. Which was mirroring a scene earlier where they all decided to take a break. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, Simon this uh, whole time. Simon finds Jerry again. And again. Uh, and again. And, you know, he's a hungry boy. So Simon starts hunting Jerry for 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 game. I guess <laughs> Simon Simon becomes a cannibal. He starts collecting Jerry's watches, um, and he's just like he's just eating Jerry's. Yep. I guess he doesn't get a lot of blood on him considering he's doing it, right? Uh, and he eventually, as he's like trying to hunt around, uh, discovers. The girl he was looking for. The very first girl we saw in the cube. Yeah. What does he do? He eats her too. We we don't see the eating. We just see like, he like stabs him to death. Yeah, they drew the line at cannibalism in this movie. Can't show that. Well, I mean, it's not a super bloody movie. I I thought I remember the movie being way wetter. That is a deficit to this film because the first one is pretty... Pretty wet. Like, the first cube movie is basically just the scene from Resident Evil... Where the there's laser just grid. lasers going everywhere. Turning Samuel L. Jackson into into cubes. Yeah. That's and it's also not Samuel L. Jackson. Was it not? I thought nope. that was. Nope, he's not in that movie. Who was that? Um, and not like an character actor that I recognize, but not somebody whose name I really recognize. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Which like was an evil film. I could have alright, well, that's definitely me misremembering. Mm-hmm. Who is our cast? I've seen it recently. To do. I watched this for my 30 days during Halloween. Colin Salmson? Sal- Sal- I think that was, yeah, Colin Salmson. Huh. All right, we'll do. Um, he has been in Arrow, Die Another Day. Krypton, which I didn't know was a thing. He was in a 007. Alright. Well, I definitely don't recognize too many. Yep. Alright. Well, damn. He's in the new Mortal Engines movie. Or show. Um, yes. So, so yes. Uh, Simon is collecting himself uh, cherry watches and uh, Becca lanyards. Yeah, and they're not the only people he's come in contact because by the end of it... We see a couple of uh, Sasha's watches. Oh man, I forgot about that. I missed that entirely. Yeah. So uh, Julia, or Kate, Julia's Julia's mummy. Uh, Kate is trying to figure out what's going on, and she's there's this number that has keep popping mm-hmm. up, and uh, she's like, I gotta figure this out. And Sasha's finally, uh, the finally like, if I haven't figured it out, there's no way you're gonna figure it out. And Julia's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> and Sasha's like, yeah, I'm the famous hacker. I'm the one that Max has been talking about this whole time. Yeah, I, I, I kick ass. I fucking came in here by choice because the government was coming after me. Yeah, like I was going to blow the whistle on this project and I came in here in order to escape them because I know they wouldn't come after me in here. And at this point... It's the first time they give you like a special shot to make sure you see her playing She's with a necklace. A little necklace. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like, oh wow, Sasha. That's short for Alexandra. Which Alex? Oh, yeah, Alex Trush. Trush. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, She's like, goodness. all right, we're gonna we're gonna find our way out. And every room that she opens, there's just death in. Like we yeah. see, this is where we see the bodies of Max and Julia spinning mm-hmm. in air. This is where we see the scene from earlier where she saw herself. Mm -hmm. We get to see that scene. We get to see another scene where, like, she opens the door and there's her on the other side Mm -hmm. and her head gets taken off by the Mm -hmm. goosh. And the fourth door that she opens has Simon behind it. Yeah. And uh, Simon grabs Sash, right? No, Simon grabs her. Uh She grabs his knife and sticks it right in his eye. Oh, yeah, yes. And then when she turns around... There's him. One eye... And older. Much older. Yes. He's definitely got some sort of gray spray mm-hmm. in his beard and hair. Uh, yeah. And he's just covered in these lanyards and, and necklaces. And he's just, he's fully decked out yeah. with his, his trophy collection. And he's like, 
I've been hunting for you for so long. And she's like, I just stabbed you. And he's like, you know how it is in here. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to take her place. And Sasha's like, dude, I don't care. Like, he's like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. He's like, oh. And he snaps her neck. Yeah. And uh, there's a little bit of a fight, but Drew, sorry, Kate tries to escape, but it's just one room because as Alex has said now, or Sasha has said now, yeah, it is collapsing in on itself. It's folding in on itself. Or it's unstable, running out of time. And uh, she says that it will implode once it's done. We get a sick shot here mm-hmm. where she opens the door and she sees into the same room mm-hmm. that she is in. And uh, like Simon looks back for a second and goes, what the hell? And it pulls out mm-hmm. and we get kind of like a cross section of that of three rooms where she jumps into the room and tackles him onto the ground. Yes. And it's just really cool. And they do a fight and she wins because... You know, of the, course, and the, and it's just like fully coming apart at this point. Yeah, uh, the it's like the the color has been white the whole time. There's weird storm clouds behind it. The lines of the room are turning golden and breaking away, and she sees uh, uh, infinite nothing. Just yeah. um, and I personally would not have taken as long to jump into it as she did. Oh well, she sees Jerry's watch and she's like, "Oh, that's the number. It's it's, yeah. it's when this thing is gonna come come apart." Yes, because um, Simon had on three of Jerry's watches. I think it was more than three. There's three than, visible watches at that point. It, and it, they all had the time on it, so it was six zero six zero six zero five one or whatever. Yeah, and six zero six fifty nine. I think is the yeah. is the time that the whole thing was gonna fall apart. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she waits till literally, kind of past the last second. Hops right on through. Into the infinite void of nothingness, right as, like, the only thing that exists in the room is the panel. Like, yeah. Sasha and Simon, they've even, like, blasted away. Um, and you see her falling, kind of, and it shows you the cube from the outside as it implodes in itself. And then she's just, like... Floating. Floating in some, like, toe-deep water with some military dudes. They pick her up, and they're like, did you do the thing? And she's like... Oh, because earlier she had snatched that necklace yeah, she, off. Yeah, the last thing she does is she steals uh, Sasha's necklace and she goes, yep. And she hands it over and they're like, cool. And they shoot her in the back of the head and he answers a phone call. And it's like, not particularly cryptic. Mm. Uh, and like, yes, sir. Uh, uh, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Which I thought, I was thinking about it having seen this movie a couple times before. With the, Sasha, the line when Sasha's like... I know they wouldn't send anyone for me in here. And I was like, wrong, bitch. Uh, <laughs> You're talking to her. Right. Oh, boy. Which means she also fucking knew the whole time. That's why Kate wouldn't leave Sasha, Sasha behind. Alone. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't think she 100% knew that it was Alex Thrush mm. until it was revealed. Yeah. But, uh, and like, they also didn't tell her how to get out. Because <laughs> her boss was like, I guess you figured it out. Yeah. Like, did, did you want this thing? Seems <laughs> like an easier way to do it. Right. Um, so that that was an okay movie. I yeah, enjoyed it watching it's it. Fun. Like, it's fun. Not everything has to be academic. Yeah. And like being fourteen watching this, damn, it's like so cerebral and cool. Yeah. That's why it's got such a high rating of like five point nine or whatever on IMDb. Yeah, which like good for it. It's 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 fun. Uh, the writing and the acting are very bad. Uh, mm-hmm. The visuals are very good, and some of the concepts are pretty yeah pretty, pretty gall darn fun. And like it's nice to see a low budget movie where they they needed two rooms to film this. They uh-huh. needed a room and a warehouse. Yeah. And fucking, I'm glad. I'm glad they made it. It's a Canadian film. Mm-hmm. We've watched a good amount of Canadian films. Canadians film good. They do yeah. a good film. They, well, it's because they fund their arts. <laughs> um, Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed this. I would I would recommend it if you're in the mood for something that you can just sort of turn your mind off and enjoy. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I recommended that we watch this movie, yeah. so I, I, I definitely wanted us to. It was nice to go back and watch it. Uh, I think every time I watch it, there's a few more flaws to pick at because it's just like... I mean, that's how it is with yeah. other movies. Yeah. Even the stuff that was better at the time is going to age worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that CGI was something special at the time. And now it's a Windows screensaver for yeah. sure. Like, <laughs> like, that is the quality of it. But it's like, 
It's a recommend still. Yeah. You, you can watch this movie for free. Take the chance to do so because it's just... Do it. It's just a good time. What, what, are you, what are you asking us for? Just just watch Cube 2. Yeah, watch Cube 2. Yeah. Uh, you, you saw the title of the podcast. Come yeah. on. Yeah, fucking do it. Like, why were they trying to have a baby in the, in the Oh. Cube? Why were they trying to have a baby in the Cube? <laughs> like, did they, were they still in denial about it? So, in certain, like, sex in certain horror movies makes sense. Two teenagers full of hormones are going to have sex in a slasher movie. Like, may it be out of place and against the tone of the film? Maybe. But yeah. it makes sense that it would happen because they're teenagers. But, like, if you are in a zombie apocalypse, if you are in an inescapable cube with multiple dimensions, yeah. you don't want to be risking creating a baby. Who knows what all that will do to a fetus? Yeah, that's like, not good. It didn't matter for them. Because yeah. they got turned into they mummies. Got banged into mummies. <laughs> which, like, I mean, if there's a way to go. They're <laughs> so uninterested in each other. I don't know. It, like, yeah. that's, it's a weird situation. To be they like, wanted to show us tits. It was their it was their excuse too. Yeah, they were like, "You want to see two boobies for a second? And we're like, "I guess." That's Just fine. a second. I was writing a note when they popped up, and I kept looking for them again. And I was like, mm, "Nope, not gonna see them again." I'm the only one who saw the boobies this time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's let's get on to our our recommendations. Let's get wrecked. Let's yeah. get wrecked with these recommendations. <laughs> Is that the name of this segment? Let's get wrecked. <laughs> get wrecked. <laughs> I, I guess it's really for our listeners to get wrecked because we're about to wreck them. Oh, we're some movies. <laughs> Uh, you go first this time. For sure. Uh, if you want to see a movie that's better than this one, uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, any of the ones we brought up on the list earlier, but I'm going to specifically call out uh, Don't Let Go. It's really, really good. Uh, it's a really beautiful modern story. We still get to deal with some uh, time stuff that's dealt with better uh, than this. And it's, it's, it's good. Go watch it. Find, find a way to watch it. Pay, yeah. pay money to watch it. Support. Support the creators of that film. Yep, yep for sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's great. I, I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Yes. I'm excited to watch it. Um, I am recommending a movie that is only slightly better than this one. Um, I'm not sure what year Fear.com came out in, but it has about the same level of CGI. Uh, it is a ghost in the internet movie uh, with just some very early 2000s imagery some fucking butt rock like (laughs) it's it's very fun it has a sort of otherworldly aesthetic to it it's definitely not quite the world that we were in Um, and it's worth watching it's it's definitely not a great film. I'd say probably around the quality of like a 13, 13 Ghosts. Um, I love a 13 Ghosts. Me too. I think when it comes to like, I really like a stylized movie. Uh, it came out in 2002, same year as this actually. Wow. So wow. I think that makes a lot of sense. A good year for red dresses and for bad CGI. Hell yeah. Uh, so I would recommend this one. It's on Tubi as well. So you can watch it for free. You don't even have to pay any money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one of my favorite podcasters rant about it for two years before I was like, you know what? It's I'll done. give it a chance. And it was worth it. I had a fun time. Um, Man, I thought I remember this movie ending on being like, it was this. It was always the same cube, just at different points of time. Uh-huh. Which, damn, that would have been a better, <laughs> a better concept. Yeah. They should have gone with that. Yeah, you should have written this movie. Hire me for Cube 3. <laughs> Incredibly crazy big cube. Yes. <laughs> uh, God, also, they built a prequel after this one, which was just a bad idea. Yep. Don't watch Cube 0. Watch Cube 1 and Cube 2. Yep. Cube I zero, would second that, and I've seen it, Cube 0. It doesn't have anything to offer. It decides to show us what the controllers of the cube are up to, and I don't care. No one cares about that. I don't know why anyone care. thought we would care. Yeah, no. no, showing people in cube being like ripped apart by wires and stuff. That yeah. is awesome. <laughs> if you want to tell us how awesome that is, then please do so at our Twitter at spooky underscore carver or at our email at carverandj.spookyandgay at gmail.com. And make sure to join us next week when we cover a recent holiday classic. 
better watch out. It is the movie I was trying to describe last week, and I think it fits. Uh, let's get into the holiday spirit. It's like a reverse Home Alone situation. Sounds like a good time. Oh, God, I'm yawning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Maybe we'll do another holiday-themed movie, um, but there are, frankly, better holidays than this <laughs> that we can get into. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that's Carver. That's Jay. And this is our second time doing an intro that sounds like this. Bye! Bye! <laughs>